Yeah, bud. Man, yeah. Man, where? Yeah, buddy. Welcome new friends to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review, rate, discuss, and break down horror movies, not horror films. I want to welcome old and new to the brand new kind of edition of the Joe Blow Horror Show. I am Boss Tuna, and with me, as always, helping keep me on track, guiding me through these swampy backwoods of Louisiana we have the man uh, the T-Boo. T-Boo. what's T-Boo up buddy how you doing oh man you're not kidding I am I'm, I'm in the fucking dredging dredging through these swamps and you're up there in Chile is it still Chile Iowa no we actually is like one of the first warm is actually hot days it was 78 degrees today and it's supposed to be 82 tomorrow so Spring Damn, is it's actually colder here. here. No shit. To be honest with you, yeah, it's in the fucking sixties. Look at that. Wow. Yeah, and you're twelve, fourteen, twenty hours south. I have no idea. You're way, you're way the fuck down there. I'm in the deep south. Yeah, we're gonna. Um, this is the brand new Joe Blow Horror Show. Brand new, <laughs> brand new yes. format. Yes. So let's just hop into that. Welcome, new listeners, old listeners. Don't worry. All of your favorites are still going to be included. We are just going to do it in a different format, we will say. Be prepared for the next few episodes because we're going to do the same kind of housekeeping here. But old or new, I just wanted to give, we're going to pretend that we've got a bunch of new listeners coming in. So the Joe Blow Horror Show, the meat and potatoes of the show is one old movie and one new movie. We review each episode each week. So we define our older movie as 1994 and older, and the newer movie is 1995 and newer. We sprinkle in a rotating segment every single episode, or we have. Tibu has, uh, uh, why don't you introduce the two segments that you do? Yeah, in, in these rotating segments, I have On the Fringes, which Actually, uh, tonight is going to be the introductory of that new segment, and I've got what a twist. In that in that segment, we cover a film that has you know a twist that's integral to the plot or the film itself's success. Um, tonight, you're going to find out what on the fringes is, though. And the two segments that I have are actor spotlight, where I will pick out an actor and and we'll just chat about him, and it's pretty fun we've had a few in the past so check those out Pruitt Taylor Vince was one Tommy motherfucking Atkins was another 
And then Lance my, fucking Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. Yep. Yep. The other segment I have is zombie gem of the week. And we are lucky enough to have a special guest on that. Each one with us, Lou page, the busy zombie Lord. One of my favorites has to be with Mark NATO, which is Tibu. Shot in the dark. And you're too late. Darling, you give love a bad name. Oh, (laughs) it's like two different songs coming together. That's right. Nope, Shot in the Dark. Yeah, yeah, Shot in the Dark with uh, Mark NATO, where he picks a couple movies that are vastly underseen. One potentially good, one potentially not so good, and we chat about them. Besides these segments, we always will have a discussion topic which is self-explanatory. We will talk about horror happenings, which is just going to be some current events and news. And we will always stop by the Titty Twister, which is our favorite bar. And we will talk about some of the beers and drinks that we've been drinking. So you're probably asking yourself, everything about this, you guys are talking about a new format, new this and that. What we are going to do is, is ultimately it's going to come down to the user ability, as, as I call it. And what we're going to do is, is in a perfect world, we're going to try to have four releases each month. And it's going to essentially be two episodes. But how we're going to do it is we're going to break it down where we are going to call part one is going to be the open bar. So we'll just say we're going to go to the titty twister and we are going to talk about our horror happenings, the discussion topic, shotgun reviews, and our segment. And that's going to be one episode. The meat and potatoes is going to come when we're at what we will call the last call. And that is what probably most people are coming for is going to be the first feature and the second feature. So we are still going to do one old movie and one new movie, but it's going to be released separately. So this way it's going to be easier. It's going to be a pick your poison. You can look at the show notes. I'm going to do a good job as far as keeping track and telling you, Hey, if you, if you're a big fan of zombie gem, you'll be able to easily find, Hey, this episode has zombie gem. Or if you just strictly come for the reviews, then your episode is going to have the reviews. So to recap that, just so it makes sense is that one episode released each week is going to be just, you know, horror happening discussion, shotgun segment. And that's going to be one episode in itself. And then the part two of that, which we're going to call the last call, is going to be the first feature and the second feature. So in a perfect world, we are going to have four releases a month or one every week. So that's going to be you know, two of the open bar with the segments and shotgun reviews and two of your last call with the movies. So make it a lot easier for you guys to just kind of pick and choose what you want to. If you, you know, if you like joining us at the titty twister and seeing what's going on for the, the, the horror news for the week and our discussion topics. And, you know, it's going to be a lot easier for you to go there and follow that. Or if you just are looking for the movies, then you're going to have an episode that's just straight boom, first feature, second feature. So we hope that's going to be a lot easier on you guys and you know just just make it easier for you we understand too that not a lot of people have time commitments where they can you know listen to podcasts nonstop i i sometimes forget because i drive for work i mean i i should i could listen to 30 hours of podcasts a week 
So. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got the same thing going on, but I, I like, I like the idea of this because the first episode, yeah. Open bar is going to just be like, come on in, take a look around, look at our wares. And <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I've got some podcasts where they'll talk about a movie, but I'm just kind of there for maybe some of the other things that they've got going on. So you can check that out that, you know, maybe the two movies that we're covering, that's not what you want that week. You didn't see them. You're not interested in hearing us talk about it. So you don't have to sit through everything else. That'll be on a whole separate episode. Last calls for the film. So I, I, I dig this, dude. This yep. is going to be fucking cool. Yep. Pay attention to the show notes because I will have timestamps for everything. So if you're just saying, hey, I, 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 I'm coming for the open bar, but you know, I'm only staying for a shot. I only want to hear what you guys are doing for shotgun reviews, or I only want to hear what you know, T-Boo's on the fringes is look at the timestamp. Boom. Listen to that. So we hope it's a lot easier for you guys. And ultimately it's going to be a shorter episode. You're, you're going to get more releases with shorter episodes ultimately, which I, I, again, I know people just can't commit three hours, you know, uh, to an episode. So hopefully it's a little bit easier for you. I mean, I, I, I know I stumbled through that a little bit, but Tibu, do you have anything you want to add uh, as far as clarity or anything with the new format that we'll be doing? No, nah, man. It's like you said, it's a road trip from the open bar to the last call. And motherfuckers yep. better tune in. Tune in for all of it. It's all going to be awesome. So that brings us to this episode. Welcome to the first edition of our very first road trip. So on this road trip, we are going to, uh, obviously we're gonna swing into the titty twister here pretty soon, but yeah, we'll be, we've got some horror happenings for you. We've got a really fun discussion topic. We've got a handful of shotgun reviews and we're gonna top it off with a brand new segment brought to you by Tibu. So that's gonna be, you know, some, maybe I can put in some cherry popping daddies on here or something when we start talking <laughs> about that, so. <laughs> but Fucking, yeah you've already cracked a beer over there let's head on over yeah i was to gonna say it's hard to hear you with all these motorcycles and these assholes revving their engines outside let's let's swing in and see what's on tap shall we All right, Tibu, I'm going to buy the first round, man. What are you having? All right. Tonight, I have Founders Brewing's Underground Mountain Brown. It's an imperial brown ale brewed with Sumatra coffee and aged in bourbon barrels. That sounds it's, uh, right up my alley. This, this thing right here, so the back of it reads uh, underground mountain brown is the harmonious drinking experience only achieved when our imperial brown ale has the earthy sumatra coffee notes and uh wait hold on i'm fucking this up <laughs> it's aged for a year in caves below grand rapids by a team of uh i guess fucking what like not scientists what, what do you call a brewmaster brewmasters yeah. right yeah, these people are some of these people are probably chemists, man. But they oh, yeah, they've sure. got they've got it immersed in like oak that gives it it says depth and complexity. 
I've never tried this. I saw it and I'm like, this might go well with tonight's episode. So I'm going to go ahead and crack Founders it. is pretty good. Their KBB breakfast out is pretty solid too. So I haven't tried that one either. That'll put some hair on your chest. I have Dude. something special. Uh, or uh, Yeah, I mean, make sure you crack that and let us know what your thoughts are. The, the, um, the, al- the ABV on this thing is fucking 11.9%. Oh, man. That's going to put four foot eight Tibu in the trenches. Four foot eight, my ass. <laughs> eight and a half. It's malty. Oh, yeah. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Definitely has that coffee compliment. Damn. All right. What you drinking, bruh? Okay, so this one here, I'm putting it up so Tibu can take a look at it here. I, truth be told, I've had this before. And it was pretty recently, and I went to Confluence Brewery in Des Moines for their release of this. My neighbor is a huge beer nerd as well. We went there with the wives, and we were supposed to go for, I think we got there at like 5 o'clock, and we had a babysitter, and we were supposed to be home by like 8. Let's just say it was about midnight by the time we got home, and Mm -hmm. we ended up having to call for a ride, so... We had a good time. This is this is a confluence brew. This is called the Fairyman's Chocolate Covered Cherry. It is a Russian Imperial Stout with cherries, uh, cocoa, and vanilla, and it's coming in at ten point five percent alcohol, and it's a pretty good sized bottle. So, a little background on this. Legend has it that on occasion, the confluence of the Des Moines and Raccoon Rivers are met by an ethereal third river known to some as the River Styx. Trafficked by a cloaked and mysterious black figure who has, since time immemorial, has conveyed souls bank from one bank to the other, pausing only occasionally to refresh his own weary spirit. A rich blend of roasted and chocolate malts layer over tart red cherries coated in a silky cocoa nib warmed by sweet vanilla bean. This stout is precisely the treat needed to sustain his eternal mission and bring a smile to his face. We hope this legendary beer does the same for you, our legendary fans of the Joe Blow Horror Show. Cheers. Ooh, fucking A, man. That sounds delicious. It's, and- it's phenomenal. It's The best part about it is the cherries taste. You can tell they're real cherries. It's, it's not any bullshit extract or syrup or anything. You can tell that they put real cherries in this, and it's very, very impressive. Yeah. It's well, it's a uh, pitch black. I love it. I I, I bet it. I, yeah, I bet it is fucking delicious. Let me ask you, because I, I bought my uh my beer down at our local. It's it's a wine market, but they have all kinds of um, you know, it's not gas station fucking beer or whatever. It's not just Bud Light and shit. You go in there and they have a, a bunch of singles you can buy. This this founders right here costs around four dollars just for the one bottle. And I saw, I saw I saw some in there that were up to like twenty something dollars for a bottle. Yep. How much that how much that Ferryman's cherry, chocolate covered cherry, whatever what it was called. I want to say from the brewer it was about fifteen, but if you bought this at at a store, you're probably mm-hmm. paying eighteen, I would guess. I mean it's it's fancy, it's it's got the wax top, it's one point or it's one pint six ounces. But it, it's one of their super specialties. So I, I know it's different all over the country. Uh, 
Um, I obviously our listeners will know this. I live in Iowa now, but when I lived in Minnesota, before I moved down here, Minnesota, in Minnesota still has pretty strict liquor laws. But before I moved down to Iowa about eight years ago, Minnesota was just goofy with the way they governed uh, the, the sales of beer and liquor. Mm-hmm. Everything had to close at, at 10. Um, you couldn't sell anything on Sundays. Oh, no. Nothing in grocery stores or gas stations. It was legit liquor stores. So when I moved down to Iowa, I was just blown away that I could go to like Target or Walmart or, you know, Hy-Vee or grocery store, excuse me, and buy whatever I wanted. So, you know, down here, I'm, I'm in Des Moines and we've got these super mega marts and we've got some really great breweries around here. And the, I mean, you can pick your poison. You can get a case of Bush Light for cheap, or you can go and get, you know, your fancy microbreweries and whatnot. So it's yeah, it's Louisiana's fun. got some of its own breweries. Uh, they got one right here in Bruce Howard Parish Brewing. Um, there's also a Beta, and but yeah, down here, dude. I mean, yeah, there's beer in gas stations. I call it redneck beer, and I'm not trying to despair. I am a fucking I'm I'm Cajun, so I can I can make fun of rednecks. Um, <laughs> You know, like Bud Light, Miller, Coors, your regular crisp, which I still imbibe in too, but I'm just saying those are the generic beers. But Louisiana's wild with it, dude. We got like drive through places. You can go and get a daiquiri. They'll crack the fucking beer bottle for you and just give it, hand it to you out the window while you're driving. Yeah, Louisiana's wild. No fucks given in Louisiana. Damn. Damn. So – we are going to go back to uh, a private room here at the Titty Twister so we can hear a little bit better. But what's say, do you have anything you want to add before we hop into our horror happenings? Um, the more you drink, the better we sound. Yes, very true. <laughs> and make sure if you're not already, if you are a beer snob, or even if you're not a beer snob, if you enjoy beers, and you hop on untapped. We're both oh, on yeah. untapped. Check us out on untapped. I'm yep. uh what am I on there? You're my friend. No, I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> go to go to boss go to boss tuna's profile and find me on there. I, I actually need a yeah need update scan. That. Yep. Take I want I, I want to make sure. Yeah, I don't think you put any beers on there yet. No, I I I've been I've been because it's a new app. It's a new app, but I promise yeah. I promise I will tonight. And um, so everyone out scan there, scan that barcode. Scan that barcode. I want to see. I want to see your review of this. No, it, it's a good app. And, and this is. I mean, we're not getting paid to pimp this, but if you like trying new beers, at the very least, it lets you keep track of what you've had, so you don't you mm-hmm. know double up if you don't want to. So, but anyways, we are going to hop into some some news for you guys and horror happenings. And we'll be right back after the break with sports. Actually, I am being told that we have some breaking news. We are receiving unconfirmed reports of random acts of bizarre behavior and mass confusion from all over the city. Well, as we broke in with earlier, there have been widespread reports of confusion and erratic behavior as well as rabid-like symptoms being reported all over the city. Now, whatever's happening does not appear to be... All right, folks, tonight in our Horror Happening section, we've got some news for you. I've got two articles from Dread Central and one from Bloody Disgusting. So, 
I'm going to pop this in here because I'm excited about all three of these things. First up, the new Child's Play series. It's going to be coming out, I think, this year on Sci-Fi Channel or the Sci-Fi Network, whatever they're going by nowadays. Uh, Don Mancini is the showrunner, and he's going to write and direct the pilot. They Sci-Fi recently had a Child's Play marathon where they played all of the Child's Play films in order in one day as like a like a countdown celebration to the you know the new series. It's going to have Brad Dorff reprising his role as the titular character Chucky, and it's going to have his daughter Fiona Dorff. So they're continuing the continuity of the films of the original Child's Play run, and Jennifer Tilly's coming back. So they've got everyone back, and dude. Check this out. The cast just expanded. This is the, uh, I heard someone call it the Sawanasance, like like how back in the day Matthew McConaughey had the McConaissance. Devin Sawa. Oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Our boy from Hunter Hunter just yeah, got added to the cast. So oh, the premise for the show is it begins after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a yard sale and an American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Meanwhile, the arrival of enemies and allies from Chucky's past threatens to expose the truth behind the killings, as well as the doll's untold origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became a notorious monster. So I'm fucking happy. And Mancini has said that there is almost 100% puppetry in this show. Okay. So they're keeping things as authentic as possible. I like the, the Child's Play remake, but I'm a huge fan of what to me is probably the most consistent of the legacy horror franchises. Um, the Chucky films up until the remake has told one consistent story. And this series on sci-fi is going to continue it. So no release date yet, but, but I'm, I'm fucking I did see. They, they start filming very soon. I saw that. And, and I had two questions. As soon as you brought this up, I had two questions for you. You kind of answered one. Um, and I was just seeing, trying to gauge how much of a Chucky fan you are. My second question is, is, is what are your expectations for this? I'm, I want you to go first before I give my thoughts. I want to know what the first question was. No, my first question was just going to be, are you, a, I mean, I was going to say something along the lines of, is you're a horror fan. So I know in some, you know, aspect you're, you're a Chucky fan, but no, it sounds oh, like you, sounds like you are a, a, a pretty legit hardcore fan. So I even like seed of Chucky for what it is because I, yep. I see the movie for what it's trying to be. Sure. It's not a great movie, but anyway, yep. my expectations for the show. Yes. Yes. Hold on. Pour that shit. Pour it in there. Yes, buddy. Fill it up with the pitch black magic. Mm, and it's got oh, that little, little hint of red, too. I love that. Yep. Okay. Um, Sorry, folks. I, I had a nip slip and Tibu got a little excited. So. I, 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 dude, I got, yeah. It's always, always happening over here. Wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> about Chucky and about the beer. So my <laughs> expectations for this show, I mean, as far as like, like, uh, I expect Don Mancini to have his voice be expressed because he's been the sole. This is another thing, maybe why it's been so consistent because Don Mancini has been behind every single, you know, film, every step of the way. Yeah. As, at least as far as it like uh, in a writer or producer type standpoint, maybe he directed them all. I'm not sure about that. 
my trivia is not that hardcore on the on the, the franchise. I, I, but, I don't know. But I do know this. I just want his voice to be heard. And I expect the show because every child's play film is different. Some are more similar than others. But if you go watch every child's play film, it blends a lot of different genres. Um, up until the two re most recent ones, Curse and Cult. Cult's a very experimental film. Um, Don Mancini has been the main writer, but he – I know Tom Holland wrote, uh, directed the first one. Sorry to okay. interrupt, but – No, no, no. You're good. I'm glad you clarified that. But so that – yeah, and that proves what I was saying. He's been the singular voice behind this entire franchise. So I just hope he gets – he's the showrunner, so it's all his say. And I hope that that, you know, really comes through. I think if it does, I think we're going to get an entertaining, I think, dark and funny and experimental television show. I'm expecting some, something different because every iteration, every film in the franchise with him writing, it has been something different. And Did you like I, I, Curse of Chucky? I love Curse of Chucky. So Curse of Chucky is the first, I believe, uh, Don Mancini directed Chucky okay, movie. well, well, then that's like the fucking sixth Chucky movie, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Something like that, yeah. 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 But uh, he did a hell of a job, dude, because go watch that movie and, and tell me this dude doesn't have directing chops and knows how to pace a story out and then ties the previous film stories into this one, even including Seed of Chucky, which is the most, to, for most fans, the most throwaway film. Um but it it's a it's it's satire. I don't know. I'd have to have a conversation about that movie. We're not doing that right now. So my thoughts on this are a little bit torn because part of me is excited because, like you said, there there you you can tell there's effort going into it because Don Mancini is going to be involved and you know Brad Dorif and and you know all the people Jennifer Tilly coming back. It, it's going to have that core of the what you'd expect on a child's play universe. However, I just do not have faith in the sci-fi network. I don't think there's one sci-fi series that has really been successful or that's gotten me excited. I, I really, being as much of a zombie fan as I am, I really tried to get into and enjoy Z Nation. I just couldn't. And I've talked about this a few episodes ago, but that's the reason I put off Black Summer for so long is because I knew it was tied to Z Nation. Had I known that Black Summer was going to be awesome, I would have watched it a lot sooner. But the only kind of hesitation I have is the fact that sci-fi has got its fucking dirty mitts all over this. And I'm just hoping they don't. Well, I will say, I mean, they, they they also did put on the expanse, which was very successful. And I've never they, seen that. So, and I did hear that that's worth checking out. So, Battlestar Galactica, which has a cult around it. They also made Channel Zero. Never seen that. Never seen that. Channel Zero is a zombie one. I, I that's on my short list. Channel Channel Zero is a, a, a an anthology, sir. It's a hodgepodge. Um, uh, is it? Uh, maybe I, is there a zombie something or a series or? I might be getting that mixed up with something actually. No, no, I Z, thought Channel Z, Z Nation is the one that I that I know of that they have. But so uh, Channel Zero is not zombies though. No, it's a it's like okay. a, an internet lore 
Um, okay, I'm like getting it. I'm getting that mixed match. Something else then. So okay, sci-fi has done some good. They've no doubt they've put out some crap. I mean, right. But I, I just but, look at like, I mean, you know, that's why I'm saying if they yeah. let Mancini run the show and put out what his what his, if they let him do it and his team of writers, whoever he's getting together to do this, I'm sure he's going to trust yeah. them too. If they let him do what he wants, I think we're going to get something at the very least interesting. I just don't want this to turn into like Sharktopus versus Man Whale Vagina uh-huh. 14 or something, you know, because that's. No, Mancini's too good of a writer to, for okay. it to devolve into that. Yeah, I don't think so. Good. I mean, maybe, maybe sci fi is just, you know, the top bidder as far as, you know, here's your budget. And here's your platform kind of thing. So the only yeah, other I don't know too, though is is I mean if you think about it, it's gonna be PG thirteen, which kind of sucks. Is it? Yeah, it's sci fi. Sci fi is network television, so they can put they can put on I mean, dude, I, I don't know. Maybe they can if if shit like Walking Dead can be on network television. Yeah, I was literally just thinking that as you said it, so I think I think we're okay. I think I I'm I'm gonna calm you. I'm gonna talk you off that ledge, man. I don't know, but I mean, yeah, the the Walking Dead really does. I, I'm pretty sure they just tap dance that line of what's acceptable as far as gore, but the language. Chucky's got a fucking dirty mouth, and we're not gonna get that on sci-fi. So, let's see what happens. All right, all right. Well, good. You're you're excited. I'm a little bit on the fence. We'll, we'll see. Child's play is one of my all-time favorite horror films. So, all right. And and I love the franchise. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Let's let's pray. <laughs> pray for the best. Okay, so I've got one here I wanted to talk about. Uh Tibu, have you ever heard of or played The Last of Us video game? There's a PlayStation uh, 3 exclusive, I believe. I I know of it. I've never played it, but um yeah, I, I know I know what you're about to talk about, good sir. Go ahead. Okay, so just a side tangent, The Last of Us not only is, is what I would consider kind of in the realm of the zombie game, it's one of my all-time favorite PlayStation 3 games ever. Very immersive. It's one of those where when I first played the game, I was like, when are they coming out with the movie? Because this is fantastic. This, this, the, the opening... 20 minutes of this game are better than most of the movies that I watch on a yearly basis. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, Hold just, on. The opening of the game is 20 minutes long. I meant like the opening that sets it up because yeah, you have like, do you know what the game's about? Uh, I know it's a zombie game. Kind, well, I mean, kind of, it's more of an infection. So for those that are not familiar, the last of us, is we'll, we'll talk about the first game because there's two basically it follows an infection it's all i would say it's more of 28 days later than like you know well you know movie. well i was inf- gonna say you you have hell zombie or or demon zombie or whatever the fuck resurrected yeah and you have virus zombie yeah so this is this is more of an like a like an infection virus bacterial kind of deal but the opening of the movie or the game follows it's the rona zombie <laughs> yeah no shit the opening of the game follows well it just tells a story of this girl and how she meets up with uh, a guy that kind of helps protect her and it's very powerful i don't want to give stuff away because i don't know how much of it they're going to show in the actual series so anyways long story short 
H, it, it's, it's been talked about for years that this is going to happen and it's official now. HBO has the rights. So right off the bat, we're on a completely different playing field. I mean, you know, if I'm putting it into, into uh, hockey terms for, for my friends out there that follow that, we're, we're talking child's play is, is, is your house league hockey. And hey. the last of us is going to be your NHL hockey. <laughs> oh no. Just because of, of, or maybe we'll just say the last or child's play is going to be your outdoor backyard rink. And the last of us is going to be at, you know, the Verizon center in Washington. You know what, man? WCW was better than WWF for about fucking 83 weeks. If I recall, good sir. Underdog. That's, that's an analogy. I don't understand. We're going to have to follow the, the trajectory of these, uh, these yes. shows and see what happens here. All I have to say is that The Last of Us is going to be a series on HBO. Yeah, no doubt. And That's going to bring it some fucking definite quality. I don't, I don't know that there has been a bad HBO series. You're talking Game of Thrones, True Detective. I mean, there's some firepower. Yeah. That's getting yeah. But anyways, no and, and it's got some pretty good casting too, so... Pedro Pascal is going to be playing the lead character of Joel. Um, and then it's some chick from um, 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 Game of Thrones, actually, is going to be playing um, Ellie in the game. Yeah, uh, Sansa Stark. I forget the actress's name. Sorry. But, yeah, no, I believe it's, it's Sansa. Nope, it's not her. No? Nope. It's, nope, it's not her. It's, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But anyways, for, for those of you that are saying, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Just move on to the next one already. <laughs> I get you. Regardless of your history with the game or not, this is going to be a show to check out on, on HBO. So if, if you get one thing out of this whole blabbering on I've done, um, just look for The Last of Us. That will be coming out probably late this year or early next year. So no, no dates yet, but I would imagine at the very minimum, it'd be you know late, late, late 2021 or spring of – uh, 2022. So what do you got, Tibu? Well, I'm, I am excited to, to, to watch it because I do love HBO and um, a lot of their series. Uh, True Detective season one, for sure. Game of Thrones, like you said. I think The Last of Us will be cool, especially with Pedro Pascal at, as the lead. Don't know anything about, you know, the game or the story. So I'm, I'm going to go in as a fan, uh, willing, willing to be a fan. And I can't wait to, to check it out. Like I said, I think we should uh, kind of tag team it and cover these series as they go a little bit, like talk about them here and there. Anywho, are you Sansa a fan Stark of or... what? <laughs> no. Are you a fan of Ex Machina? Are you a fan of I, Annihilation? I've never seen Ex Machina, and I need to. Joe Rogan talks about it, and it gets me hard, so I need to see it. And I, yeah, I, yeah I did like Annihilation. I did. Okay, well, writer-director Alex Garland and A24 yep. are teaming up again for a new science fiction film called Men. It's going to be starring Jesse Buckley from I'm Thinking of Ending Things, the Netflix movie. Haven't seen that yet, but I've heard Me a lot neither. of people talk about it. Um, n the plot has not been uh, described, but some people, some internet sleuths are wondering based on an interview he gave uh, where he said he, he wrote a low-budget horror movie set in the UK. They're, they're thinking maybe that, you know, this could quite possibly be that. But um, no, nothing yet, uh, as, at least as far as details go. But Scott Rudin is going to produce it. The, uh, the guy behind, uh, from 
quoting from the Dread Central article, "No Country for Old Men" and the Social Network. So, some some a lot of a lot of cool. I, I'm just I'm a fan of Alex Garland's work, so okay. I'm I'm anxious to see what he does next because I love Ex Machina and I love Annihilation. I mean, Annihilation is kind of cosmic. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's just just a little little something I saw that I was like, "Fuck yes, man!" Fan of that guy, so I wanted to bring it up. I don't want to go off on a side tangent, but I feel like Netflix has been slipping with their network original horror movies because we had a good run there for a while. You know, between um, you know, dropping of the new Cloverfield right after the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, the Paradox to yeah. Bird Box to Annihilation. Like, where the fuck are you, Netflix? Come on. I mean, we don't need another, you know, Fifty Shades, Darker, whatever. Come on. Hook us <laughs> up here. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I, they, I mean, they've had some good movies. I, I saw, what, Triple Frontier was good. What's I saw another one recently that was pretty good, but I'm just well, waiting they, for... They, they have put out some really good horror documentaries as well, like Cecil Hotel and Night Stalker, which I think I've mentioned already. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, we, we, again, not getting paid for this either, but we've pimped Shudder on here before, and, and I say yeah, just go get Shudder. Yeah. That's the way to fucking go, dude. This month alone is going to be crazy. We've got Creep Show coming out. We've got um, Joe Bob's next season starting so yeah. get fucking shut or fuck netflix the last one i have is gonna be a short one but we've talked about it multiple times and it's kind of ironic that both of my news segments have zombies or are kind of relating zombies but unfortunately the new resident evil movie was delayed and it was delayed by quite a bit it's two months which kind of pisses me off it went from September to November, but doing a little research, there's another movie that's coming out. Well, that was supposed to come out the same time Resident Evil was, and it sounds like Resident Evil didn't want to compete with it, so they're pushing it to November, which, you know, I, I can see the long game in that because, yeah, you push it out so it's not competing with, a, you know, another bigger movie which in turn is going to give you more revenue at the box office, which in turn is going to make it a more profitable movie, which ultimately could birth a sequel. So I guess I'm okay with it, but I'm just a little bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted it to come out during the month of horror. I get it, but fear not because November is blood month. It is the blood month, my dude. So that movie is going to bring the fucking hard ass gore i'm sure it will right it's going to be rated r has to be yes and it's going to be going back to the i would say the the source material and it's going to cover the first two games which are just drip well for me it's dripping in nostalgia and it's i can already tell you that i am just going to be rock hard sitting in the theater with this movie so i i i yeah i cannot wait to sit in a dark theater and if it's gonna do Dude. what the games did and get you in that mood where you're just like oh my god what's around the next corner yeah and then hits you with the fucking madness hell yeah dude yeah i'm excited i'm excited so yeah and we also i mean for us zombie fans out there fear not because army of the dead's coming 
you know, in a couple months, and that should tide us over until then. Zach motherfucking Snyder is going to deliver, yep. son. I hope so. All right, for my last horror happening, I've got Bruce Campbell trolling all us Evil Dead fans with a uh, faux Doctor Strange sequel script. So for anyone who doesn't know out there, Sam Raimi was tapped to direct the Doctor Strange sequel in the Multiverse of Madness. And he, I'm, I'm sure he's going to – it's, it's billed as the first Marvel horror film. That's how it's billed. So I hope Sam Raimi does get to express himself, and I think he will. He, he's such an artist. Uh, I, love, I love his work. Well, uh, a lot of people are waiting for the inevitable Bruce Campbell cameo. You know, he was in the Spider-Man films. He's in everything that, that Sam does. So Bruce Campbell posted a, 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 screen, a screenshot or whatever, a picture of this script that had some people fooled for a little bit where it has Dr. Strange entering a forest going through his like a uh, kaleidoscopy multiverse sort of portal. And he arrives at this crazy, you know, destroyed cabin and uh, finds a disheveled man there with a chainsaw where his right hand should be. And the man says, who the hell are you? I'm looking for Darkhold. Never heard of it. It's an ancient book of magic, a, a grimoire of darkness and evil. And the disheveled man, Ash, says, does it have a face on it? So it's like, oh my God, dude, could you imagine an oh, Evil shit. Dead reference in a Marvel film? Like <laughs> yeah, that, that strong be... of an Evil Dead reference? Yeah. That would make the, because the, I'm an Evil Dead fanboy, the first movie that wasn't is my That favorite. wasn't a April Fool's thing, was it? It could have been. Uh, I didn't see the original date that he posted this, but I do know that it like on April second, the date the article was published from uh, Bloody Disgusting. It's revealed that it's a it's a fake script page. So, yeah, I guess it might have been an April Fool's joke, man. Yeah. That you know, he, well, Still, he got me pretty, for a minute. Cool though, it's pretty cool either way. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would, I would, I would, I would freak out if that was in that movie because I'm gonna try to go see that in theaters as well. Sam Raimi, man. Got to see it. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up Horror Happenings. We will be coming at you here in a hot second with... Discussion discussion. topic? Yep. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, this week we have a discussion topic that I had been, we've kind of covered it briefly, I would say, but that was with Drunk Darius. And now we have the Tibu with. Yeah. So we are going to kind of, rediscover this and it's going to be a little bit of a spin on it the discussion topic this week is what draws or connects you to horror movies do you have certain styles or preferences we've talked about genres already so we are just going to leave this more or less open as far as what does a horror movie need to do to draw you in do you 
like you need something to happen right away in the movie as far as like a really strong opening like maybe the lodge or hereditary or are you are, are you because this is this can go two separate ways this can i'm looking at myself as someone that doesn't read plot synopsis or summaries or watch trailers and then i'm trying to picture someone who you know goes and tries to get as much as they can you know off the world wide web to figure something out so do you set yourself up and hey there's a slasher movie coming out i have to check it out it's got so and so in it and you're already going to be ex- excited or so so i mean yeah just start i can i can answer i can so i can answer this question a bunch of different ways but the way i took it when whenever we whenever you introduced it on the uh, previous episode what draws me to horror i took it as and and if if you will i'll kind of go off here like you say on a side tangent yeah but it's not it's connected but it's a tangent i took the question as like what drew me to horror and then what continued to to draw me to horror later in life so i like like a lot of people who love horror i was introduced to it as a kid and it was through either staying up late at night and watching monster vision with joe bob or my my aunt my, my nanny owning a video store where i could just pick any movies off the shelf I wanted and go, go back to their house that night and, and watch them or being able to go rent movies at uh, our, our local video stores back when those things still existed. Yeah. Right. Every, every kid loves to be scared. That's why we have campfire stories and ghost stories and urban legends because everyone wants to fucking tell the kids, you know, the spooky thing that'll keep them behaving and good at night and go to bed, whatever. Every kid loves to be scared. So I was drawn to horror just for the sheer fact that it's taboo. I'm not supposed to see it. You know, that, that, that initial rebelling against the norm and, and feeling like, I don't know, like I'm not supposed to see this. So it's bad, but it's, but if, you know, if you're level headed enough or whatever, you know, that it's not, obviously, you know, it's not real. You're watching a movie. And as a kid, I'd watch these films Friday the 13th, you know, and know, like, yeah, it scared the fuck out of me as a kid, but I knew it was always fake. What what drew me in later in life is with like the deeper meanings in horror films and the subtext, the psychology of them, the, the way you can analyze what's in what's in the writing, because horror is a great genre for like hiding subtext and, and putting your your little hidden messages like in the yeah. story. And using, you know, the extremes to tell that story. I, I think I love horror and what draws me, con- connects me to it on, on this level that I'm talking about it is just its wide variety, overall wide variety. And that expands to the question you were asking, like what draws me into a movie? The wide variety. If there's a movie like the Evil Dead remake that starts with a fucking bang that draws me right in and gets me hooked right away, and that's awesome. But then there's movies like to me, to me, the opening of um, Hereditary was like a slow buildup type type of type of opening to, to just go back to that one. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that 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 might not have been the best example because it's different from the opening of like The Lodge or uh, Midsummer. You know, Hereditary is like a 10 to 15 minute opening and then boom, that one scene happens that we all know about. And then I consider 
personally, I just consider that the opening of the movie. And then the movie starts after that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, and so like that, the opening thing being touched on, but also (laughs) I love in horror films and what draws me to some of them now too, or over the last few years, especially is embracing the zaniness and the look, if it's having fun with its topic and if it's over the top and cheesy, but it still works on a certain level, I can have a lot of fun with the movie. Horror's biggest downfall is, or any movie, anything really's biggest downfall is if I'm just bored. And I've, I've said this, listeners of the show know this. Right. If I'm bored, if I'm bored with your, your shit, then that's, that's it, man. I'm, I, I write it off and I'm done with it. But I like, I, well, I, yeah, that was a long winded, but two, two, two layered, double layered. Right. So my question for you, pop quiz, hotshot, what is your favorite genre overall? Okay. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to default to cosmic horror, but I find cosmic horror in certain films like the original evil dead or Texas chainsaw massacre. Right. That aren't necessarily cosmic to most viewers, but I find these meanings in it that, well, I mean, Evil Dead more so than it's based on Lovecraft's Necronomicon. But I, I, w- I would say cosmic horror. Anything that can make me feel a, a smallness in the universe and an existential dread. But outside of cosmic, I mean. Well, co- le- okay, let's keep it at cosmic and let's all of a sudden say Garland and Jeremy Gardner are coming together to do a new cosmic horror movie. And it's okay. got an actor in it that you're pretty excited about. When you see something like that, are you right off the bat, I'm 100% invested in this, or do you go in skeptical thinking like, oh, God, I hope they don't fuck this up? No, I go in. What are your expectations? Of of, of like a cosmic horror film that I'm looking forward to? No, just my, my question is, do you go in, if you see like a title for something or you hear something that it's about that is like, Hey, I'm into that stuff. Do you go in excited? Like, I know I'm going to like this. Or do you go in skeptical? Like, Hey, this is my favorite type of shit. You're putting in a movie. Don't fuck it up. I go in weary. Okay. Like, 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 I hope this is good, but if it sucks, then damn, you know, like I, I, I can come, I asked, is it cosmic? Because cosmic horror has, some great films in, in its, in its canon and its subgenre, but it also has a lot of fucking bullshit. So it, 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 that, that's why I asked specifically the, the genre. If, if you want to take it to a horror film and I'm, I'm associating the same things like, Oh, this director's attached. I know that they're doing, you know, like Robert Eggers upcoming film, the, the, the Northman. Yeah. Is it going to be horror? I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I hope it has horror elements at the very least. I'm excited because I know he's good. So I, I think I just go into certain things wary. Like, like I hope it's good, but I'm also prepared if it's, if it's shit. And the way I consume films nowadays too is it, it changes that answer. I kind of uh, pick and choose based on people who I respect and trust opinions. I kind of see what the, what the chatter is, you know? Right. Because I don't have all the time in the world to fucking – watch a shit ton of fucking movies man and i have i have to be picky 
it, it sucks, but it's, it's just, that's, that's what it is. I'd, I'd love to watch way more. So my next question for you then is how long, let's say you're 15 minutes into a movie. Do you think by then that you have an idea like, yep, I'm really going to like this or nope, I'm not going to like it. It's happened a few times where I knew like really early in, if it continued to do what it's doing, I'm going to love this movie. Mother is an example where 10, 15 minutes in, actually the opening, the opening scene, I was kind of sold, but then like 10, 15 minutes in, I'm like, I see what this movie's doing, but then it kept surprising me, but that's one example. Uh, yeah, but most of the time, no, I have to let it unfold. Like that's, that's 90% of the time. It, 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 it really needs to unfold because you've mentioned the lodge twice so far. And that's a movie where I can say the opposite happened where the opening sold the fuck out of me, but then by the end, not so sold. Right. You know, so it kind of has to play it. It kind of has to play out. You know, for me, the short thing is if I go back to the original topic that we are discussing tonight, I am, it's a little bit different for someone that's in my, because I really think that there's two sides of the line. You're either somebody that watches trailers and does research or knows certain things about a movie. So therefore you've already got set expectations and it's a little bit, you know, that road's a little bit more paved or you have someone like me that tries or damnedest to not know anything about it other than maybe just like you said, the chatter, like, Hey, people are talking about this. I'm seeing this pop up on certain pages or whatnot as well. The only caveat to that for me is zombie movies. I, I try to seek out, I mean, I watch more zombie movies than you know, most people have each year than most people have in a lifetime, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I am one of those where if I put it in that, context of if i hear regular people talking about a zombie movie i'm already like this thing better be really good and and fortunately for me i'm i'm easy to please you know you can just ask my wife uh but no seriously <laughs> um it's one of those where and, and i do think that you and i differ a little bit because i think that i can get a pretty good gauge on a movie in the first 15 minutes if i'm gonna like it or not I, I am one of those where if you lose me early on, it's going to be damn hard for you to get me back. I think that is why I am drawn more to movies like, you know, and, and I, I say The Lodge because that's just a recent movie that I guess had that in it where there was something in it right away that drawed me in. And I am one where I can overlook what I call superficial uh, maybe plot discrepancies or story discrepancies as well, because I had no problem with what most other people have a problem with in that movie. So I think for me, the biggest thing, whether it's a zombie movie or not, is you have to have something pretty strong in the beginning, whether it's some hot and fast character development or some kind of intriguing plot line or story or, or, or just something shocking that draws you in. Um, otherwise I'm going to have a hard time staying with, because I'm not one where I'm going to sit there and be like, Oh, this guy's acting is on point or gosh, the cinematography is so well. I mean, it's, it's, I need something a little bit more substantial. So, well, what that, that, I, I, hmm. I'm trying to think 
if if you were to say like when you first became a fan of horror, because we've talked about this a little bit, and you had your your falling out with horror uh, before your college days. Out, but I, I think that there's a lot of people that kind of are in that same boat. Would you? Yeah, not? we all. I dipped yeah. out too. I dipped out and yep. dipped back in. And yep. when I dipped back in, I decided to go hard yep. and fucking become an. Well, I'm I'm dude. I'm still like nothing in in the realm of like a, a horror aficionado but i but i i do try to sing its praise and and that's why when you know dude i'm doing two horror podcasts and whenever you come to me with a discussion topic like what draws me to horror i just get like that's why i wanted to just talk about this and i didn't even write anything down for it i just wanted to like extol the virtues of horror which is to yeah. experience the things we're afraid of that's what draws people to horror movies man and when, whenever it comes to like I'm, I'm 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 both ways i'll be like i'll try to keep a movie completely out of my mind and not know anything about it other movies i'll i'll go watch the trailer because sometimes i need the convincing and sometimes that convincing is worth the ride I've had a few movies where, you know, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to check it out. Like lights out. That's, that's one where I'm like, this is probably going to be bullshit. I watched the original uh, short film it's based on and I'm like, okay, this might actually be cool. And I thought that movie was at the very least entertaining, um, random example, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I do think like you though, for the most part, I do try to kind of stay away from details yeah it's just but yeah I, I think i strayed from from my question whenever you first got into horror and then you had your you know your your like like a lot of us the the the, the dipping out not falling out i mean truth be told i just discovered not to be vulgar we'll just say women and beer no i mean so dude, that's i mean my priorities changed a little bit yeah horror yeah well that again that goes back to the taboo part it's like I'm not supposed to see boobies when I'm fucking eight, oh, nine years old. That's that's what a lot of people get drawn into it for, yeah. And, yeah, and sex, sex and violence, yeah. sex and violence. Yep. Come on, I, dude. I mean, I, I'll Horror's tell you what, though. Punk rock. That's why everyone loves it. It's the rebel shit. I'm, I'm I know I'm you, biased because, you know, we, we host a horror podcast. However, horror is... I'm just going to say it is the best genre because it's the only genre that yeah. really encompasses everything Yep. because you can't have a comedy movie with horror elements because people are going to call it a horror comedy. It's, yeah. it's got everything in it and it's the loosest definition. I mean, it's got to be the Jenna Jameson of genres because it's just so ah. That you can just stick <laughs> you can anything cram it all in there. You can cram it all in, and people would be okay with it. So it's a it's big all, fucking cram sack. Right, Horror yeah, is the cram yeah. sack. I mean, it's it's just a big gash that allows you to <laughs> <laughs> the cram no, but gash. Seri but seriously though, I I I just love it, uh, and, and I'm not just one of those where I only watch horror movies. I watched Kong versus Godzilla last night. It's I love all types, but horror is just my that's in it's in the horror genre. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that the new one is horror, not even a little bit, but yeah, the older ones, the older ones are, are in the conversation for sure. That's still in there. Uh, Giant monsters. That's horrifying. Mm, Counts on the fringes. Mm, 
<laughs> that's anyways. That, that's, that's like that to me. That that's like the the uh, fucking neck beard disapproval guy who'd be like, mm, mm. Um, not really. <laughs> different time, different place. Yeah. Discussion well, topic for next episode is: um, Do you consider the Godzilla movies <laughs> horror movies? Or <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, is it really or is it not? I don't know. Oh god. Anyways, no, that's fucking horror, dude. I love it. I love it. This this is why we do this shit. Yeah. Look, we we've gone back and forth about what draws us to horror films. So why don't we go ahead and talk about a few horror films? Let's do it. I mean, the only reason I come out here and do this is is just so I can get away from my wife and have some beers anyways, so <laughs> I mean, wait, no, I love horror movies. Let's talk about horror movies. <laughs> Let's get into horror happenings, shall we? No, no, it's shotgun reviews. <laughs> For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. <laughs> Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Ash said this is his boomstick. And he also said this is Tibu's first shotgun review. All right. So after the the COVID, well, not after. I mean, we're still dealing with the COVID th- thing. But um, after the uh, pandemic started to loosen jenna jameson itself i was able to go to a drive-in theater <laughs> yeah she's crossing was, her legs there's a whistle coming through <laughs> as uh as it loosened up i was able to go to a drive-in theater with my wife um and my we wife. saw we saw the little things starring denzel washington this I'm is not sure i've even heard of this Actually. It's it's uh, oh and Jared Leto is in it as well. It's a is horror. It, it's, ad- it is oh horror Jason. Okay, horror Jason. It's a it's a. Do you consider seven? See, we're gonna we're really getting on the fringes, guys. It's it's happening, guys and gals. It's happening tonight. Do you consider seven a horror film? <sighs> Some people do. Yeah, I, I would say yes, but that would be. I would say when with my scale, like if I said the least horror and and that I could make an argument for, I think seven would be on the far end of that scale. See, Just because I, would, I saw that when I was really fucking young, and that's the scene of the dude eating fucking spaghettios, like like terrified me, and I was scared shitless. So you'd put it on the far side of horror, like yes, this is horror. No, no, no. On now, I would looking back. I would say it's on the lesser side. Like, yes, it's horror, but barely. Is Killer Clowns from Outer Space a horror film? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, well, then Seven's a horror film. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't see where you're going with that, but okay. I'm just saying, man. Look, so The Little Things is very much like a uh, Seven. It's a a true crime, not true crime. It's a crime mystery thriller that, is it's very dark atmospheric um the performances are really good i it's a it's a 2021 movie okay 
So I will come out and say after a watch at the drive-in with my wife after a fun day, I'm going to come out and say it. I know we don't do new film ratings, but because I want to see where this goes, if this movie sticks around, because I don't think it will. But I gave it an 8 out of 10. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Again, I prefaced it with a bunch of caveats. But just to say, The Little Things is definitely worth a watch. And uh, I, I... I don't want to give anything away about the plot because it, it's it's an old school detective movie, man. Like fans of that sort of that sort of police movie, you know, in an era where people are just shitting on cops left and right, which I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm just saying that's what's happening. I think I think a movie like this is just kind of cool to you know I don't know fill fill some even in a weird stupid way some normalcy again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For whatever that's worth. But yeah, that's that's my first shotgun review of the night. Ah, suck it down. That shit's good. Mm. Okay, so I am catching up on some movies and series that I did not get around to. So I want to talk briefly about how awesome Netflix is because, man, they've got some like hidden gems as far as TV um we'll say series go. I recently watched reality Z, which I watch, you know, (laughs) I watch enough zombie shit on Netflix where I just get this stuff like, Hey, you'll like this, check this out. So reality (laughs) Z is a Brazilian, I believe series that's on Netflix and it, it's a zombie series. It's hard to explain. It's almost like picture big brother with zombies but that's only part of it and it's it's ultimately about these people that try to survive a zombie outbreak in brazil their big brother house if you will is is the compound and it's interesting because there's multiple storylines so it follows more than just the people in the house and i will say that it's the the way the story plays out and the character arcs are not what you'd expect. It is mm-hmm. overdubbed, which I almost would rather have read um, subtitles because it's kind of poorly done, but um, <laughs> not the one that's overdubbed. There's another one I'm going to talk about too, but I, I, I might be getting it mixed up. But anyways, check it out. Reality Z, it's it's one. I think it's only one season right now, but the new season is coming out. I would say this year, and that was from 2020. So I gave that a seven. Overall, the series was was pretty good. And any zombie, any person that's a zombie fan, you have to check it out. Um, but if you're not a zombie fan, if you're bored, I mean, it's 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 a short one season series. So that's my first one. Reality Z on Netflix. Boom. All right. Up next, I've got another movie I watched with my wife, and that is a movie she picked from 2013 called Bad Milo. Have you seen Bad Milo? I don't know that I've ever even heard of uh, Bad Milo. Have you ever seen Basket Case? Is that the, is that the comedy uh, clown one with Zach Galifianakis? No, that's a movie about a guy that keeps his like 
severed twin brother in a basket and he's oh. all deformed and <laughs> tiny. It's like, absolutely no, okay. not. Ba- classic. But but Bad Milo is like a new interpretation of that where this this guy has a creature that lives in his ass. <laughs> all right. Name, and he names it Milo. And it's a manifestation of all of his dark thoughts and, and uh, dark desires that he never acts on. The movie's really fucking cool. It's got some awesome uh, practical effects and a good story. Very well made. I know, I know the premise just sounded like bizarre and stupid, but trust me, this movie is worth your time. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Bad Milo, we had to rent. Uh, I think we got it on Vudu, but you could probably find it on Prime or YouTube and rent it there or, you know, Apple, whatever the fuck you have. I don't know how their shit works. I don't have Apple stuff, but um, Bad Milo is a lot of fun if you like creature features and also enjoy good good performances, good writing. Like, the movie's really fucking solid, man, uh, all around. So, um, very good. Is, is Vudu, I, I, I know I've heard of it, long story short when you used to buy uh dvds and you had that code voodoo was one of the sites where you could watch and download them from but they're no longer doing that so is voodoo like an app or, or uh, like, uh, voodoo uh, how, yeah how yeah you, you can get it, it at, yeah you can get it as an app it's it's on uh you know if you got like a roku you can use it on your smartphone it's v-u-d-u you yeah. can rent movies. They have um, movies that are out in theaters available to rent. They have a, a shit ton of free movies as well. So it's just another option that's out there okay. for anyone who streams their, their, their films. So typically I don't like to talk about 2021 movies during the shotgun reviews, but I have been pretty much – balls deep in these series so a lot of my free time has been going to watching episodes and series not so much movies however the only movies i seem to have been watching have been 2021s and i did actually watch one and decided that we are going to cover it on the show whoa so i am not even going to talk about that one what the fuck Yep. How are you going to tickle my fucking gooch like that and then just pull away? I am just going to go in there with a the finger and just go. La, 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 la. Damn it, man. Yep. Yep. So All right. the first movie I will talk about is a shutter exclusive. And it's another movie about an, what I would call inanimate object that kills people along the lines of something like, we'll say rubber. Mm. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Not offhand, no. I can see Ricky right now listening to this. Like, I know what it is. I know what it is. Oh, shit. It's, it's the killer jeans. Yes. Oh, I watched, Slacks. Yes, I, watch, I watched Slacks. I will say that it was better than I thought when you read a synopsis about a pair of killer pants. I will say that <laughs> the biggest problems I had with it were them trying to impart some kind of backstory, which I felt this is one of them that would have been better off with leaving that more open-ended because a lot of the movie was spent with this, with flashbacks and everything else, and it just was silly and didn't make sense. Some pretty good kills. 
lots of blood. Overall, would I recommend this to people? I would say no. Especially oh. the average horror fan, I would say stay away from it. It's not worth a watch. Damn. Um, Shutter's letting but, us down. Yeah. I can see some people liking this, though, because it is, I mean, there's social commentary in it that might turn some people off or 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 not. There's some pretty decent gore and effects. There's some characters you love to hate, but for me, it was just, and I'm not a fan of rubber either. So I would say this, if you enjoyed rubber, then you will enjoy this. It's in that same vein. Um, but no, that's slacks. It's a 2021 movie. That's on shutter. It's very short. It's like 75 minutes long. So, Oh yeah. Easy watch. If you feel like fucking around. Yep. Yep. According to boss tuna. Okay. Yep. So my last shotgun review of the night is a spoiler alert for anyone who listens to the nightclub. This is a future slocky seconds. And this was recommended or I don't know if it was recommended. I don't, I don't remember you. You can refresh my memory boss tuna because you talked about this film. Okay. Me. And again, for the third time, my wife watched llama Geddon from 2015. <laughs> this movie is fucking amazing oh my god from the opening animated like you talk about a strong opening sold me immediately i knew the tone of the film i knew what i was getting myself into and on every level it does not disappoint this this movie is cheese schlock and purposefully done in such a way that elevates it. It's an 11 out of 10 nightclub. Again, you'll know what that means. <laughs> it's so bad. It's good. It's great. What did you, what did you say about Lamageddon? I, you talked about it, but I forget what you said. Oh my God. I mean, if you give me a minute here and you stall, I can find it. Do you remember? How I'm going to stall. I'm going to stall. I'm going to, I don't remember. No, I don't remember when it was recently. I'm going to stall and say, look, the, it, there's, there's like a few shots of animation in this movie. And a lot of the effects are so fucking bad, but also amazing. There is a, 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 dis, a destruction, uh, an explosion of a car and a woman set on fire by magic laser beams from an alien llama in this movie. I, I, I don't know. There's a song at the end that, that ties the entire film up together. It, it, uh, this movie deserves a cult following if it doesn't have one already. And again, we're going we're gonna to cover it <laughs> on, on my other podcast, The Nightclub. I'm just plugging the fuck out of my show over here. I can't, I can't find where, <laughs> where I – yeah, I can't find it. So It's all good. It's all good. Do you remember, I mean, anything to say about it? Uh, you, if you no. hated it, shit on it. Honestly, man, I don't I, remember. I, I might, it might have been one of those where – where did you watch it on? Did you watch it on Prime? On Tubi, I think. Or on Tubi. Okay. So this might be one of those movies that I – like when I'm trying to – Yeah, it was. Short, like you, when I'm trying you, to like wind down at night, like you know, if I have like a late hockey game or something – exactly what it was yes okay that's probably what it was where i was probably either 
and drunk uh, or sore or trying to wind down from a hockey game. So, yeah, I, I don't remember a lot about it, and I might have fallen asleep. But, yeah, this is probably in that same realm as, like, uh, 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 poultry guy or, yeah. Po- yes, poultry guys. Yep. Poultry guys, yeah. Yep. Lamageddon, um, slain deer, Back to the Future, whatever. Like probably I one still, of those things. I still need to watch that movie. You you also talked about that film, and yep. good good lord, I saw like a trailer for it, and I was like, this is amazing. Yep, yep. So okay, it's so bad it's good, folks. Very nice. The last one that I am going to talk about is going to be a little bit different because I like it a little bit more. And if you are familiar with Hulu, Hulu has the, is it the after dark series or something where Hulu's got their into into the the dark. dark. Yeah. They've got their own series of horror movies, I guess that you can only watch on Hulu. A lot of them are hit and miss. This one's a little bit more of a hit. It's called tentacles. It's a (gasps) one movie. My wife, my wife watched this movie. It's a Bloomhouse film. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. I, it might be. I, I didn't know that. I guess, but yeah, it's it's a it's a shot. It is or shot. It's it's one of the Hulu into the dark ones. It's also one of the uh, Blumhouse has a deal with Hulu where they they were contracted to make like a bunch of original films. Yeah, that's My, the that's the series that I'm talking about. The into the dark. Oh, they, they okay. release yeah they release one like every month or something. Yeah. Yeah, yes. my wife just yep. watched Tentacles and she was like, "You got to watch this." Yeah, it's actually kind of decent. Yeah, um, she said that. Yep. So I will say that. I, I oh gosh, I'm I'm actually more excited to hear what your thoughts are on it because I am not super high on it, but I was impressed a lot with the acting is really good, and us as men are going to be impressed because there's boobs. And even more importantly is just how unique it is. And the story is well contrived. I'll leave it at that. Oh, so it, it does a good job keeping you kind of guessing as far as exactly what's going on, but yeah, tentacles 2021 it's on Hulu. Check it out. It's worth it for sure. I know a lot of those into the dark are kind of hit and miss, but this one is something you're going to want to check out. Well, that's two people now that have said, check it out. Boss Tuna and Angel. So I'm definitely going to be checking out Tentacles. Hell yeah. Motherfucking Hulu for a little while. <laughs> yep. I'm going to have it for a little bit, but it's, it's it, you know, I, I rotate some things in and out as far as streaming goes. I found out that that's easy to do and it's beneficial, especially yeah. for folks on a budget whenever right. you're budgeting. Yep. Switch them out, folks. HBO yep. Max, Hulu, Netflix, Shutter, Prime, all that shit. Yeah. yeah but always binge. Always, always check Tubi. I want to stress that, please. Yeah. Always check Tubi. Tonight, we we <laughs> we're gonna learn one thing. Out of all things, check if Tubi has it. Yeah, I agree. And and, and the Joe Blow Horror Show has a new fucking format. So that Boom. was uh. <laughs> Boom. That was the shotgun reviews. Dude. It's time, man. It's time. You, we're ready to rock. Are you ready? Am I am I ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for your new segment? I can feel it right now. I feel like I'm 
on the fringes. That's that's what I'm feeling too. Tickle the gooch. uncertain and questioning the veracity of a film's horror status, you might just be on the fringes. folks tonight we're going to experience horror on the fringes now what is the intent of a horror film it's to horrify right it's to scare you we talked about earlier what drew us to horror in many different ways and i'm here tonight to make an argument for films that are horror adjacent and i think should be included in horror canon or possibly Boss Tuna thinks should be included in horror canon if we, you know, ever want to divvy that up. Or Tibu thinks should be in horror canon and Boss Tuna thinks they shouldn't. Mm. Because ultimately okay. it's movies that it's your segment, so it's movies you think should be in horror. But Oh, you wanna you no, wanna always take you want to always take that side? I can. I. I we can. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's it's mighty bold of you to assume that I would consider it horror. Well, no. I want to say sometimes if you ever want to, it's my segment. But if you ever want to say, "Hey, I've got one this time," I'm nope. totally down for that. This is some on-air discussions, but I'm just put, putting that idea out there. No, so, no, no. You have to pick the movies, and I'll let you know what my thoughts are. I like that. Okay, okay, okay. Well, tonight in the inaugural episode or uh, excuse me, segment of uh, On the Fringes, I have up for debate, up in question, on trial, the classic Silence of the Lambs. This film was directed by Jonathan Demme, and it won the Academy Award for Best Film. Some people say it is the only horror film to win the uh, coveted award, if you, you know go by that. But uh, there's also a large segment of people that are like, no, it's not a horror film. It's a psychological thriller. I, I actually in the past posted a few polls on a few different Facebook groups asking this question. Is Silence of the Lamb a horror film? And I was surprised to find out that this is very split down the middle. Um, there are people that consider it horror, people that don't. So for me, for me, it's a horror film. To me, it has moments that are horrifying. And I find that they're, they're having, having the 
uh, the premise of, of, of the movie being that there's a serial killer on the loose abducting women, killing them, and uh, an FBI agent is, is trying to find, find this killer and enlist the help of another killer. I mean, you, you're already deep in the weeds of serial killer territory right there. But how does the movie play out? Is it more police crime procedural? Is it more slasher type, like how you'd expect? No, it's psychological. It, it delves into things that, that you know, would scar the psyche, uh, such as having you know, prisoners trapped in a well or cadavers being brought up from rivers with moth cocoons embedded in their fucking esophaguses or cannibals killing and, and, and guards and, and wearing their fucking flesh as, as masks to, as a disguise to escape, you know, I like, so, so those things to me are horrifying, but I can't see the other side of the argument being like, well, but this is also the rise of an agent. Detective work is at play. The movie does balance the horror with, to me, the more widespread mainstream appeal of a drama, a dark drama. You know, you can't, no matter what, like, even if you wouldn't put this in the horror canon, you could say it's definitely a dark fucking drama, at the very least, psychological thriller. To me, it's a psychological horror film. Whenever you have a killer that is on screen as much as Buffalo Bill is, and chilling monologues from Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, where he talks about Clary Starling, the FBI agent that's there questioning him, questioning the evil about about a, a certain killer she's tracking. And he, he's analyzing her and, and talking about the screaming of the lambs and her nightmares. Those chilling monologues put this movie and the other scenes I described well into the horror canon for me. I, I, I'd be interested to hear your take on, on this. Like how, how do you, when, when, when did you first see this movie? Silence of the lambs is particularly since, since I'm talking to you about it. I first saw this probably in the late night. What year did this movie come out? Early nineties. This, this movie was 91, I believe. Yeah. I saw this probably late nineties. And what I'll say right off the bat is I am in the camp that you would have a very, very hard. I mean, if we're hypothetically in a courtroom right now, your defense team is going to have a hell of a time trying to prove that this is not a horror movie. This, (laughs) this to me is, let me ask you a question. I'm going to, I'm going to answer your question with a question here. Well, for me, I would say just since I've been married and my kids have been a little bit grown up, I mean, my kids are still pretty young, but a lot of the times when I think about this whole, this is going to be an age old fucking topic that horror nerds are going to discuss and argue about forever until horror movies are not a thing anymore. Is it horror? I find myself now because a lot of the times my wife and or kids will, you know, pop by come unexpectedly in you know whatever if i'm in the basement or something like that long story short too if i have the tv too loud if i'm watching upstairs my daughter will yell like dad turn your scary show off (laughs) and and i could be watching like walking dead or something and that just goes in a side tangent that just goes to prove how powerful a good score is if she oh yeah so anyways 
when I think about, is it horror? A lot of the times I put myself in the shoes of my wife who hates horror movies and never watches them or as a kid, you know, is it scary? Because ultimately you have to ask yourself, what is the intent of the movie? Is it to scare and horrify you? You're going to have a hard argument saying it's not horror if it's going to scare and horrify some people. So for me, this movie is very easily in the camp of a horror movie. Yes, it's got police procedural. No, it doesn't have constant horror, but there's thousands of horror movies out there that, you know, are not constant horror. I mean, you can look at like the Scream movies where half the movie is, you know, high school kids following them around and then boom, you got to kill. Or like, you know, uh, I know what you did last summer. I mean, you know, half those movies are like clueless but then you throw in a fucking serial killer in between things. So yeah, I I'm hundred percent in that camp, dude. It's a horror movie, man. It's, it's scary. I fucking love that. At least in this first, you know, like iteration of the segment that, that you're on board with this, but I think we will push boundaries. I think, I think there are some movies that I hope there are some movies that we can disagree on because I want to hear someone yeah. argue the, the point. I love I love that you agree though with, with silence because come on dude it's it is it's totally a horror movie yeah. and all its sequels are horror movies why would it not be a horror movie it always I I, I don't know if Jonathan Demme's ever commented on it I, I I really don't I didn't do any research he actually did and I read a quote and I didn't write it down so I'm gonna be a little bit don't quote me on this quote <laughs> paraphrasing but it was something like it's it's a suspense movie except you don't have a female antagonist that is sexually you know pursued Uh, he's he's saying that so he could get the fucking academy award man right well but he also said it's a slasher movie but you don't have you know um a a the idea that you're gonna be caught by a slasher kind of thing i mean he's and that's the thing too that's a whole side tangent as well is nobody wants to admit their movie's a horror movie because they want to appeal to a broad audience that's part of it too instead of having a boogeyman like chase someone in the fucking dark you have you have evil itself speaking eloquently to you and analyzing you in the film like this movie is, he, yeah, he was saying that to, to definitely drum up the, the people that are like, oh, I'm not right. going to go watch a horror movie, but I'll go watch a thriller. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. So there's a couple of key things I wrote down in that if, you, if you've never seen or even never heard of Silence of the Lambs and you read like the IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or some kind of like plot, just a just a little quip of this movie on paper this would not seem like a horror movie it would seem like a episode of fucking s you know csi svu the difference however is even though that the script the story on paper is a thriller suspense drama the difference is is that this is made as a horror movie because its intent is to scare and horrify you. And there's a few bullet points I wrote down that, I mean, th- there's dozens that you could that you could argue on here. The main ones that I'm going to write down is 
the one scene that I don't think anybody can argue with is the the first person or the found footage aspect of it with the night vision with Buffalo Bill. I yeah. mean, that scene alone, you, that's 100% out of a horror movie. Yep. The character of Hannibal Lecter, even oh, oh. though his his screen time is extremely limited. Like 16 just, minutes or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's the scariest part is just how like he seems almost like, like, like a teddy bear where he's just pleasant and he's, he's polite and he's, he's charming, but yes, terrible. He's charming. Yep. Let's talk on the flip side of that is his escape that, I mean, how are you going to tell me that's not horrifying when they, the, the whole, the cops trying to get in and break in and you know, they're finding the cop, the other cops there and flayed him wearing. Yeah. Yep. And then the last thing is a lot of the POV shots. This was shot like a horror movie because you, a lot of the shots you get are POV of Clarice. So you get, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing what Clarice seals, you're, you sees, you're feeling what she feels. This, this is a hundred percent a horror movie. It's, it's, it's the only people that at the time didn't want to call it a horror movie were yeah. The ones that didn't want to put it in that, like just what you said before is, is, is they didn't want to put it in that whole idea that, Hey, it's a horror movie. I'm not going to go see it because it's a horror movie. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, like, nobody again, wants to market their movie as a horror film. Yeah. Nobody wants to put it in that genre. If, if they think there's any shot of them winning some. And we're changing that slowly, but surely yeah. man, horror is going to get the respect it fucking deserves. Yeah. So this is this silence of the lambs is officially in the horror canon. Yes. 100%. We're deciding it for the world yeah. right now, today. 100%. Tonight. And and I'll admit because, I mean, the Joe Blow Horror Show, we've had fringe horror on here before, and we've said it on here before with our review of, of Zodiac, for example. A lot of people use that as an example where they'll say, if you want a movie that's really good about a serial killer and is more procedural but is not horror, go see Zodiac. We covered Zodiac on here. We oh, covered, it's a horror movie. We covered Cape Fear. I mean, you know, so, this, yeah, I mean. I think Zodiac's a horror movie. I, I put yeah. it in there. Yeah, yeah totally. definitely some scary parts of that. So The scene the scene by the lake? Yeah. Yeah, the scene yeah, by the lake. That's not fucking How about horror. the scene where he's at the in the basement trying to find, you know, the old movie oh. reels? And, yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh, so – we we need a whole stadium of people cheering right now. Like that's what we need to hear right now. Yeah, like, you're ha- right. Yeah. It's a horror. It's a horror fucking movie. Yeah. Yep. So Silence of the Lambs, horror canon. Yes, we are off the fringes now. We are in the horror canon. Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, Buffalo Bill. Fucking yep. Yes, all up in there. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> let us know <laughs> do you guys think silence of the lamb is a horror movie i might even get saucy and put a poll on facebook yeah so let us know on the fringes where are your guys' thoughts on this is it horror is it not well that about wraps up the first road trip here yeah open bar we got all our treats we got all our fucking special drinks we got all our segments and topics and everything out of the way. Everybody, thank you for listening. Um, I believe next it's 
Last Call. So what are we going to be covering? Yes, so join us next week for Last Call, where we will be covering two features. Feature number one is going to be The Stuff. And feature number two is what, Tibu? The Cell. And with that, folks, I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Boom. Mm, that was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> <laughs>